Sunday Show Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Carmen. We got the co-host, Aaron Downtown Brown. Hey, hey. We got the other co-host, Kamish. Hello, hello. So, dude, this is the first time we've had the three of us here together for a while, right? The big three. The big three. The big three. Kamish, it's been a while, brother. Yeah, I'm a man. It has been a while, especially since you and I have been on here together. I know you and Aaron have done some work lately, and and he and I have been on there as well. But the the, the boys are finally back in town for uh, the first time in what feels like a couple of months now. So good to have the band back together. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And like I missed last week, so I mean I won't uh I won't I won't be partaking in the told you so's, but uh, I'll I'll let you and Mister Aaron Brown kick off the told you so's. And most of our listeners, they're they're pretty much aware of the format, but this is the point where you guys get to say, hey, if you listened to me last week, this is what you should have done. So without further ado, Mr. Brown, you want to kick off your first told you so? Sure, man. Sure, man. Before I, you know, before I brag a little bit about my own, I do want to back it up a little bit again and once again to Saturday. And I mentioned last week that our, our new uh, college football fanatic, Robin Baskett's just been on a hot streak. Lately, a big old heater uh, that remained true two weeks in a row. He, he in the last two weeks, he's 12, one and one. So, like I said last week, if you're if you haven't followed him, you better start. Uh, I know we, we're starting to re, retweet and repost his uh, his material. But, oh, man, you got you got picks like Air Force, Iowa, A&M, Missouri, Notre Dame. And then his pick of the week with Oregon State, almost the upset as well. They, they covered. His pick of the week, lock it down. Um, he is he's been on fire if you if you're a college football fan as well. But moving on, you know, moving on from that. Uh, so like I said, make sure you're following uh, Robin Baskets on Twitter. Uh, you, you know, and following all of our other Sunday Surefire uh socials. We'll we'll continue to to uh, blast his picks out because like I said, a, a lot of good stuff. You went on Saturday, more money for you to play with uh, daily fantasy on Sundays. Um, but I just wanted to cover two quick told you so's on my end. I think these are pretty, pretty, pretty cool here. Um, my first one is 2,900 I spent on Philadelphia Eagles defense. All right. Um, they had nine sacks. I repeat, nine sacks against Washington, one fumble recovery, and only six points. Yes, the score was eight. They, they eight against them, but remember, it was a safety. So their defense only held six points against Washington. Gave you 18 points overall. Um, so that's huge for a, a, a defensive um, spot in your daily fantasy. 18 points is, you know, that, that's just that's just a present for you. Uh, number two, I said uh, Tyler Conklin. He went, uh, he, he only went for 3,800 last week. I, I was kind of big on him and just the volume Flacco's been throwing lately. And Conklin, like I said, 3,800. He had eight receptions, 84 yards, another 16 points. So your two of your cheapest picks uh, out of my players last week um, equaled out being 34 points on the cheapest um, picks in your lineup. So those are my told you souls from last week. I had the Eagles and Tyler Conklin. All right, Kamish. So hit us with yours. All right. Yeah. So on my, uh, this is actually my, the first time I've ever thrown out a told you so on this program. So uh, I'm going to take a minute to enjoy this one here. And, uh, I'll start with my bold prediction that I threw out there at the end of last week's show, where I told you that the Indianapolis Colts, who were reeling at the time, they were, oh, 
one and one to start the season, coming off a couple of rough games, that they were going to take on the uh, the red hot Kansas City Chiefs and they were going to win those win that game outright, and uh, you know being six point home dogs and they were going to ruin survivor pools, the ones that were still going. And little do you know, it, it ended up happening. So you never really know from week to week in the NFL, and even a good team like in, like the, the Chiefs who are going to win a lot of games this season can can drop these games. It's a uh, you know really tough environment to play in there in Indy in the Dome, but uh, it worked out. So I was happy to have that one go my way. And then uh, Debo Samuel popped him into my captain spot in the, the under the, under the lights matchup we had there. And uh, it worked out pretty well. You know, he got a ton of volume, even though he didn't find the end zone in that game, you know, volume really is King in fantasy. So when you can find that volume, it really is super beneficial, particularly in the small lineup formats, like the Thursday, Monday or Sunday night games are when you're looking at just one game in particular. And uh, you know, I'm coming up two wins here and two tries and are under the, under the lights and matchups here, fellas. So Maybe we need to start calling me Mr. Primetime here going forward. Just uh, maybe a fun little extra nickname to the to the commission going on here. So hopefully you two can get back in the wing column eventually in that in that category. But so far, you both got your work cut out for you in that department. Yeah, we're just being charitable to you. We're trying to like <laughs> – it's your first year doing this format, so we're like building your confidence. That's, that's oh, what that, we're that doing. Okay. That's, yeah, you know, we're – that's what we're, me and me and Browntown are all about building confidence you know oh yeah so that's what that that must be a new development since we've uh last spoken <laughs> team chemistry think, can team chemistry here. team chemistry yeah i mean i still i still think in our head-to-head i'll end up winning overall when we go by points because i beat you guys by like 100 points week one so i think there's no chance you guys catch me but we'll see <laughs> well no that note i've uh i've won the last two weeks so so uh, I guess I guess you guys are on the regular regular lineups. I guess that's a good segue into let's see what we all got and see if we're we're arguing or not. And that 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 brings the fun competitive uh, nature uh, with now this three way competition. But hey, uh, uh, Carmen, you wanna you wanna just update the listeners on what we've decided to do, kind of with this new format with three. Yeah. So I mean, typically we go uh, like two bullish buys. We're going to go one, one bullish buy since there's three of us. And then we're going to go with one defense since there's three of us. So that really gives you three defenses if we aren't thinking alike. We'll keep the uh, pick six format the way it is. And then under lights, under the lights will we'll, we'll stay the way it is. And, uh, you know, Kamish, he might be the new uh, under the lights master. So we might have to call him uh, the enlightened one for now. But, uh <laughs> I guess I'll kick it off if you guys don't have any objections uh, to, you know, my number one bullish buy this week. And, and, and Mr. Browntown, if we can go back to year one when we were a small little non-commish having, non-college uh, football expert having uh, podcast, we, me and you kind of did one episode where we set up our, like, hey, our ground rules, right? Um for when you're trying to win daily uh, weekly fantasy, one of those ground rules was, you know, leave your fandom at the door. Right. Am I right on that one? That's true. I think I, I think I titled it. uh, Don't be a Homer. (laughs) Yeah. Don't be a Homer. Right. So coming off of a very tough loss from my New York, my beloved New York giants, I'm going to go ahead and, and kick off my bullish buy with C.D. Lamb. And and 
the price is not that high up there. If you look at it comparatively to, you know, the other guys out there, he's in the six thousands, but he's playing against Washington. Who's the 31st ranked defense against wide receivers. So at that price point, he, he might end up wide receiver one this week. And I mean, I know commission loves CD lamb anyways, Granted, he's got, you know, Cooper Rush on the ball. However, as Steve Young pointed out on Monday Night Football, Cooper Rush has the quickest relief of release of any quarterback starting in the NFL right now. So I want CeeDee Lamb. He's in the 6,000s. I think it's a good price point. And Washington's secondary, as I piggybacked it from last year, Aaron, if you remember me saying it, they haven't improved. They're still one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. So I, I like CeeDee Lamb here. I'm going CeeDee Lamb as my bullish buy. Yeah, I, I like it. I almost went CeeDee Lamb, and uh, I, I don't think I'll argue with you for some of those reasons. I think I was first hesitant um, to go the Lamb route just because of Cooper Rush. But I think, as you mentioned, I think we're seeing a little progression from him. So it, it does make you a little bit more comfortable with you know that volume. And – Hey, when you got those, you know, those type of fill-in quarterbacks, they they highlight the um, you know, the main main target at wide receiver a little bit more. So I'm not gonna hate it. I do like um I like the lamb call there. Uh what do you think, Kamish? Yeah, I'm a, a well-documented CD Lamb proponent. Um, and I'll continue to be. Admittedly, my heart did sink a little bit when I saw Dak go out in week one and Lamb had really a terrible game, really inefficient. Well, I think he only had like 29 yards or something like that. And then you know, he does bounce back really well with seven for 75 in week two, and then obviously eight for 87 in the, in the touchdown, uh, a sick looking touchdown, mind you, as well against the Giants on Monday Night Football. You know, the guy's a, you know, this is what he was drafted to be. He was drafted to be an elite wide receiver, be an alpha, you know, the next guy to wear the, the 88 in Dallas, and he's living up to that, that billing, even with the back of quarterback. So with Dak Prescott, maybe even getting back in the lineup, you know, I think CeeDee Lamb's going to be right on track to have a great season, and I see no reason why he can't step up this week and, and produce for fantasy managers. All right, so Mr. Browntown, you want to kick off your bullish buy? Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely do that. And um, I, too, am going wide receiver here. I'm going pretty heavy, actually. Um, so I'm going 8,300 Devontae Adams here with the with the, with Las Vegas again. I I don't know. I think it's it's funny that, uh, and I think you mentioned the, the don't be a homer and you, you're going against your Giants. I guess I'm going against my Chiefs again, but. Um, I like this matchup, this AFC West matchup, again, that we've all, you know, been so eager to, to see all throughout the year, right? So um, I like Devontae. He's had three straight uh, weeks with a, with a TD. Um, they are playing Denver. Uh, I do like the chances of the volume he's going to get. I mean, he's coming, you know, just right off of 10 targets. Like I said, three straight touchdowns. Um you know, speaking of this AFC West matchups, you know, if you, if you relate, relate it to the Chargers in week one, he had a huge game. He had 10 receptions, 140 yards, and a touchdown in week one. Um, and I know maybe the first thing some people may be thinking, oh, they're playing Denver. Denver's playing this lights-out defense. I do want to point out, let's, let's not forget that Denver started the year playing the Seahawks, the Texans, and the 49ers. I think um, I think Devontae is a huge step up in the secondary secondary for for Denver um, really puts them uh, up to the challenge. I, I do think they're going to give up a lot more points than they have in recent weeks. 
So I went Devonte. I, I just I, I I'm going targeting that AFC West rivalry matchup, and uh, I think it's going to be a good game. And I think in those good games, you gotta gravitate towards the stars. So I went Adams eighty three hundred. Okay, so Adams eighty three hundred. I I don't mind it. I just I what I get. I got I got Lamb for like I don't know. $2,000 cheaper or something like that. But I mean, I look, I love, I ride or die with Devontae Adams. I still think he's one of the best there is. So um, I don't mind it. I just, I was trying to finagle a, a, a way that I can get a better lineup overall, but I'm with you. I think it's a good, I think it's a good matchup, a good call out. Kamish, what's your uh, bullish buy? Yeah, I'll dive into mine in a minute here. And I, I like that call too for Devontae Adams this week. It could also just at a basic level be kind of a squeaky wheel, getting some grease situation on our hands here. Him, him speaking out, you know, saying how frustrated he is with, with how their season's gone so far. And, and a lot of the time we see that, particularly at the wide receiver position where guys are, they're unhappy with, you know, the way the teams, how, the, how things are going. And then we see them go off the next week. So I think we could have that on our hands uh, this week. But, you know, for mine here, you know, I, I know it's been the year of the of the wide receiver. You guys obviously both went WR to start out start out our bullish buy section here. But I'm going to pivot away from that. I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to go running back here. And, you know, it has been the year of the receiver, but with one exception. And uh, I'm going to go with the best pure runner of the football in the NFL right now, and that's Nick Chubb. Uh, he's playing Atlanta this, this week on the road, and you can get him in your lineup for 7900 So cheaper – the cheapest of the three bullish buys here that you can get in your lineup. And – and then what I said about him running the football, man, like you know, J- Dar- Jonathan Taylor, not the best runner in the game. Derrick Henry, not the best runner in the game. Nope. It's Nick Chubb. The guys are running like a man possessed right now. And he plays it a phenomenal run scheme under Kevin Stefanski for the Cleveland Browns. So you put all those things together. It's just a great recipe for success. You know, if you look at the matchup itself here, the Falcons, they're in the middle of the pack here when it comes to run defense, they're currently 15th in yards allowed on the ground where Nick Chubb feasts. But if you look at the the, uh, the rushers that they've gone up against so far this year, it's kind of a pedestrian group overall. You know, the Saints, obviously, have Alvin Kamara, who's more of a pass-catching specialist, and he actually got injured in that week one game. So they were looking at, like, Mark Ingram and the course of Tony Jones, who I, I told you guys was going to be a bum. Um, and then they played the Rams in week two, you know, who couldn't decide who was going to carry the ball between Akers and Henderson. And then they played Seahawks and Penny last week. There's no world beater on his own, right? So the moral of the story here is that they haven't seen anything like Nick Chubb and this running attack coming their way here. And, you know, with Chubb being in the zone right now, I'm just I'm just content to ride the hot hand. And he's actually only the fifth most expensive running back on the slate this week, which I was really surprised to see. So he could even give you a little bit of value in the bullish buy section here, which enables you to a little bit put a little bit more money into other parts of your lineup. So start Nick Chubb with confidence. I see no reason why this wave can't is, is going to die out on us this week at Atlanta. All right. I like the call out, but to say he's the best runner in the game, I mean, eh, that's a bit of a reach there, Kamish. Who you got ahead of him? Give it to me. If you're watching football, uh, I'll take Saquon Barkley over him. I'll take uh, Derrick Henry definitely over him. I'll take Alvin Kamara over him. He he has he has a better running block scheme, but there's no way he's a better runner than Saquon. Not in, not anyway. Oh, uh, see, I think he's safely a better runner than, especially Alvin Kamara. Like Alvin has never ran for a thousand yards in his career. Like that that's he's never done that once. And 
you know, Saquon's a phenomenal athlete. I think Saquon's a better all-around running back, especially when you look at what he can do in the pass catching game. But when it comes to just running downhill with with a purpose, like we saw Nick Chubb lead the league in efficiency last year overall. And obviously the scheme is part of that. But you know, the guy, he's just an absolute, absolute beast out there. And maybe we're splitting hairs here, but I I when it comes to just carrying the mail down downhill, I wouldn't take anyone over him personally. Yeah. No, no, I like him. I like him. I actually he was uh in my lineup, and then I swapped him last minute. So I'm not saying I don't like him because I actually had him in my lineup. I actually had him in there, but then I was trying to, like, finagle the money around. So I was like, you know what? Let me move him up. But I like – I like. look, I got Chubb. I own plenty of shares of Chubb. So I'm all in on the Chubb train as well. Aaron, what do you think about the Chubb train? I, you know, I like Chubb. I, I think, you know, we, we're, we're talking daily fantasy too, and I, I like the matchup with Atlanta. I think, you know, just looking at the Browns, if they can just keep on, you know, inching by the season until they get their their uh, million-dollar quarterback uh, back in Watson, I think it's got to be the Chubb and Hunt show, right? So um, I don't think he can go wrong, especially in a good matchup with Chubb. So I, I my eyes gravitated towards him too. Um, I just – I didn't put him in my lineup, but – um, I definitely glanced at him as well, so I'm not going to um, argue with that. That's the fun with this. Now that we're just narrowing it uh, down to one each, um, it's always fun uh, when I put, you know, when I make another lineup and mingle all three of our bullish buys in one lineup. That's always fun to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I usually we do the arguing when it comes to pick six guys. So, I mean, I think the bullish buys where splitting hairs like commish said they're all we all know they're pretty much going to perform although i will say this jonathan taylor is now he's starting to frustrate me uh from my own purpose my own fantasy purposes not weekly but drafting him with the number one overall pick i'm getting a little agitated but that's neither here nor there because that's not what we're talking about all right so let's get on to the uh defenses and commission, want to kick it off with who you went with? Yeah, it's a good segue because I uh, I'm actually going to talk about the team that Jonathan Taylor plays for in the Indianapolis Colts. They're playing uh they're playing at home again this week against Tennessee, and you get them in your, get them in your lineup for three thousand dollars, the ninth most expensive defense on the slate this week. And this is going to be a tough divisional game, and we know that those matchups tend to be lower scoring. So I think you get to, you can get some points in your lineup uh, from them keeping the Titans down a little bit here. Yeah, but the difference between this year's Titans team and the ones we've seen over the last handful of seasons under Mike Rabel is that they really are one-dimensional right now. And, you know, in the past, they've had A.J. Brown, who defense has had to account for most of the time with double coverage, which led to opportunities for Derrick Henry to, to make plays with uh, you know, lighter boxes that he's facing up front. But, you know, now that that's gone, that they can really key in on, on Henry and forcing a, you know, middle-of-the-road at best quarterback in Ryan Tannehill to beat them. You know, Robert Woods, Traylon Burks, Austin Hooper, you know, they're all fine NFL players, but, you know, none of those guys are really elite pass catching material, who, you know, a true alpha that defenses have to account for. And you know, I think their offense as a whole is suffering as a result. You know, Indy's allowed just 77 yards per game on the ground thus far, which is good for third in the NFL. So you can't run on them, which is, which is the text, the Titans bread and butter. So that's going to be taken away from them in all likelihood this week. And the Colts are a different team at home. Like that's a, we saw them beat the Chiefs last week, holding them to 17 points in the process. You know, those dome teams, like, you know, it gets really loud in those domes. And for what it's worth, I've actually been to a game in Indianapolis uh, when the dome was closed. It's a, it's a raucous environment. So it really does make it tough on the on the opposing defenses. And the last point here, 
know, there, there, there's a shot they might get all pro linebacker uh, Shaquille Leonard back who hasn't played yet this season. So just getting an all pro back in their lineup just to help stuff that run a bit further. You know, I think this is a game that could slant in their favor and have Tennessee playing catch up, you know, down the, down the road. And we all know when that happens, that's when the turnovers start happening, especially with a mediocre quarterback like Tannehill under center. So give me the Colts for 3000 against the Titans. And I don't think you're going to regret that in your lineup this week. Yeah, I actually like that call up. I think that's a legit good call. Tennessee's one dimensional, like you said. I mean, it is one of those things where, you know, anytime you have a player like Derrick Henry, you always have to worry if he's going to go out and just get 250 yards. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> because, you know, it's possible. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think it's at that price point, you really, I've always say it, you know, when me and Aaron talk about this, at the at $3,000, if you can get double digits, you're going to be happy at that price. So, Absolutely, 100%. You know, so if you get 10 out of the Colts, you won. That's that's that, that's what, that's how I feel about it. So, Mr. Browntown, where are you on defense? All right, all right. I, I thought you'd save the best for last, man. I'm, I'm the defensive guru. <laughs> uh, no, hopefully I'm not putting my foot in my mouth here uh, come next week. But, um, Kamish, I don't know if you have a, a pair of earmuffs handy. But maybe uh, I might need to say earmuffs here, so you're not listening. Uh, but I actually have Green Bay Packers this week. Um, they're the most expensive defense in uh, daily fantasy this week. They're 4100. Uh, but I think, hey, rightfully so. Couple factors. Hey, it's it's New England against Green Bay in Green Bay. Um, over under 40 points. Uh, Packers are, are minus 450. They're also favored by nine and a half points. That's telling you there's going to be a little bit of scoring, but mostly on the Packers side, right? So that's what Vegas uh, also thinks. Uh, you know, detrimental injury with uh, Mac Jones. I guess it's not too bad, but it sounds like the, the ankle is going to keep him out for quite quite some time. Um, so I like a couple of those factors. Um we already said this kind of leading up to the year that the Packers have kind of changed their defensive minded team. They run and they have a, you know, uh, supposed to be clutch, you know, Aaron Rodgers uh, to win the games. Right. Um, so, you know, in that respect, I think, you know, I, I, I just, my eyes just kept thinking, Hey, I, I we got Hoyer starting. I want to, you know, I know it's price here, but I, I, I want to, you know, I, I think I mentioned it in the told you, so if you can get your defense scoring over 10 points, you know, I'd, 18 with the Eagles last week. If you can get a, a nice score from your, your defense, you're really in contention to have have yourself a really good week. So um, I actually went pretty high this week with Green Bay. Okay, so Green Bay, I you know I look. I'm sorry to I'm sorry to uh, peel over uh, Commissioner Cherios here, but I'm with you, Mr. Brown. I I don't see a scenario where the Patriots stay within ten of this game. Um, so yeah, I like it. How what was the price point for Green Bay? Uh it's the top spot. It's for uh forty one hundred. All right. All right. Well, I mean, uh it makes sense. I mean, it does make sense. Patriots offense isn't exactly a world beater. They're going into Lambeau. You got a you know backup quarterback plan. Although this is one of those weird scenarios and where you count them out and Belichick pulls a, you know, a gem out of the hat, but I still like it. I like Green Bay at 4,100. 
so I guess we'll go into my pick, and uh, I'm going full blown Homer train here. Thirty one hundred, New York Giants at home against the Bears. I love this matchup. Just Justin Fields doesn't scare me at all. Uh, the running Montgomery's hurt, so they're gonna go with Khalil Herbert probably at running back. The Giants uh, have a, a very good defensive secondary and a pretty good front four. Um, and so I'll take them at that price point at 3,100. I look for them to get 10 to 14 points. They won't they won't go crazy, but I can see them getting one or two turnovers against Herbert and, uh, and, and scoring some points here. So I'm going to go with the big blue wrecking crew, 3,100. So I'll, I guess I'll turn around and, uh, and pee in your Cheerios here a little bit. And I don't have really have a problem with the pick. It's And I think the Giants win the game outright. But the thing with, with the, the Bears, as bad as they are, like they don't really give the football away a ton. They just have four turnovers on the season. So, yeah, they, they'll probably will give the Giants one here. But the thing is that they don't throw the ball a lot. Like they've, they have by far the least amount of pass attempts in the league, which really limits the opportunities for interceptions and strip sacks and things of that nature. So it's almost like they're kind of just content to run the ball and, you know, play defense as, as uh, you know, as often as they can do that. So I think your best shot is to keep them under, you know, 10 points, 10, around 10 points given up. And maybe you hit an opportunity to, to for a turnover or a special teams play. But I don't, I don't hate the call, but it's, I'm not, you know, it, it's not, I don't think it's a lock to be uh, a home run, but uh, maybe we'll see this on, I told you so next week. You never know. <laughs> you know, I, I'm actually gonna, I'm going to switch sides, uh, as well, where I think, you know, my mind kind of went in the way where commissions did too, where uh, captain, I think you're right. As far as like the giants will play good defense against the bears, but they don't really have like game records right now. Like they're winning the, you know, ball position on the field. I think last game against the Cowboys, some of the most exciting plays were punts on the, on the teams. Right. So I think their defense will play well, but you know, when we're talking, fantasy like you really got to try to get a turnover and, and, and i'm not really seeing it i'm not really seeing some game wrecking abilities on their on their end um but i could like i like uh commish said i could we could definitely be wrong and you could be saying i told you so next week but i don't think they're locked for game wrecking um that's just my opinion as well what's the, what's the price point captain 3100 okay 3100 yeah okay so that's a good that's like right in the middle yeah. Yeah. You could probably get away with that and just be fine with what, you know, if they get you the eight points from a, a low point total and maybe a turnover and a sack in there, you, you could get away with it. I suppose. It's not, it's they're going to they're gonna get, they'll get a, they'll get a couple sacks and they'll get a turnover and I'll end up, I'll end up with double digits. So I'll be okay. I like with it. it. I like it. Well, that's what you're hoping for. It's a fact. I'm not even hoping it's going to happen. I love it. <laughs> All right, so uh, Mr. Brownstone, you want to segue into the the next topic? Where, where are we going next, brother? Yeah, yeah. So we just so it's funny. We we may need to rename that last uh, section. I know uh, you know last year we you know saying too deep. We were like two beers deep, but we're 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 going you know one each. I guess we're as a whole we're three deep. So I I guess I encourage you all to be three beers deep next week when we go through that section. So that might make the big. Pick six that much more fun in, in weeks to come and then the arguing begins. But hey, 
Um, that does lead us to the pick six. We're still going to give uh, all of you the six players, but hey, it's going to be two each. So I kind of, I know, I know we were chatting before the show, and I really like this. It's kind of like we're we're still giving you all pretty close to the same amount of players. It's kind of one of more one of those like less is more in a way because you're getting kind of three heads and in, in, into one uh, Sunday surefire pick. So I I like it. I like it. But I will lead off this uh, pick six section. Uh, my um, I guess my most expensive one I'll start with here. It goes for 5,100, but I'm going to take a page out of Captain's book uh, that he, he said on last time he was on the show is, hey, I'm going to go cheap with QBs. And uh, if they pay off, if they're over 15. You know, if they're in the 20-point range, uh, it's a hit, right? So 5,100, I'm actually going with Mitch Trubisky, all right? Um, now, already hearing his name, you may cringe right away when you hear his name. Um, but let, let, let's just kind of walk through a little bit of this matchup. All right. So, um, they are playing the jets. Uh, it, it is funny. Um, you know, we talk about messing up the universe and then, and I think in, you know, historically, anytime we've picked on the jets, uh, we haven't been wrong. We haven't, the universe has not for some reason, <laughs> uh, got us back. So, um, the jets have not when, you know, they had that thrilling, uh, victory against the Browns week two. But, hey, let's look at this. Ravens, week one, they gave up 24 points, 30 to the Browns, and 27 to the Bengals last week. Um, this defense is not holding any teams uh, from scoring. So I do think, you know, playing in Pittsburgh, um, I think Mitch has some some rushing yards and he can, he can have one to two touchdowns. I am trying to get to that, you know, 18 to 22 point range with Trubisky here. And uh, at 5,100, um, I don't mind it. I think. You know, he's averaging about, you know, the 13 to 14 points per game right now in, in the daily fantasies. But I do like this matchup this week to kind of um, do better than his recent weeks, uh, you know, above his average. And uh, I think this is a, a good week to pick him. So I went Mitch Trubisky, 5,100 for my first pick six player. All right. Oof. Is it is it at the Jets? No, it's in Pittsburgh. This is one of those games where I can see, like, this could be the Najee Harris coming out party, but uh, at fifty one hundred, you almost just need like sixteen points out of your quarterback. That's <laughs> so cheap. But uh, all right, all right. I, I'm I don't really love it because I hate Mitch Trubisky, but I understand the value. So if that makes sense. So uh, Commission, where are you going? Where are you going with your uh, your number one pick six? Yeah, so I'll, I'll actually go the, the opposite, and I'll start with the cheaper of my two pick sixes before I get into the more expensive one down the road. And this one, it is a tough matchup. I'm going Zay Jones at Philly, 4,200. And, you know, the Eagles have done a great job uh, shutting down teams over the course of the season, the Vikings in week two, and then the Commanders last week. You know, their defense is, is anchored at the back by two stud corners and James Bradbury and Darius Slay. But those guys are perimeter-oriented perimeter players who don't really travel into the slot a ton. And that's where, surprisingly, that's where Zay Jones has been making his bones so far this season. We kind of thought that coming in that Christian Kirk would be the guy to take over the slot role for the uh, for his new team there, the, the Jaguars. But he's kind of been moving all around the formation so far this season. And that's left Zay Jones to be the slot guy. So I think Marvin Jones and Christian Kirk are going to be the guys dealing with those all-pro corners on the outside. And if the Jags have any shot at staying in this game, they're going to need to stay away from that matchup. And they're going to have to throw the ball to keep up with Jalen Hurts. 
And I think uh, Zay Jones in the slot is going to be the guy that can get peppered with targets. And we've seen him command a lot of work already this season. You know, in, in two games this season, season, he's commanded nine or more targets already. And the one time that he didn't see that target volume was uh, in week two, when they absolutely dominated the Colts and didn't have to do anything. They, they shut out Indianapolis that week. So they didn't have to throw the ball at all. So the, the ball just wasn't flying through the air for Zay to catch. But I think that, you know, going into Philly, they have to score points. And even if they don't really keep up, they're going to be checking the ball late. And that's when Zay can kind of eat in garbage time here. So but that's fine for our purposes here. And at 4,200, it just opens up so many other possibilities in your lineup. So I'm chasing cheap targets here with Zay Jones at Philadelphia. Captain, I'll uh, I'll let you give him the business here because you're, you're going to be next. What do you think on Zay Jones? I mean, what was he, 4,200? Yes, sir. Very <sighs> cheap. Exposure to double-digit targets. Come and get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Get all your right. sale now. Get your sale now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, look, we all know that it's. I'm trending like I was 100% right on Christian Kirk, so we can just fast forward to that happening. But oh yeah, at 42, I mean, 4200. I mean, double digit targets. Who are they playing again? At Philly, so it's going to be a, a high scoring affair. It's going to be a high scoring affair. Trevor Lawrence is. Kind of like showing us that people might have gave up on him awfully early, and he's the he might be the real deal. So I like it actually. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat him up. Forty two hundred. I think he has a chance at that price point. He can get you know 10, 12 points, and that's all you really need at forty two hundred. But if he catches a touchdown, now you're talking like sixteen points, something like that. So. Yeah, and we don't care if that touchdown makes us go 40 to 17 either. We're two minutes left in the fourth quarter. We'll, we'll take the points in our lineup. Exactly. Garbage. You know, that was my whole point with hammering Christian Kirk is like, it, it, you know, garbage time is a real thing. And they're going to play from behind a lot. So I'm all about Trevor Lawrence and that and, and, and stacking the fantasy points on that end. So I guess. I guess I'm 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 going like double leave your fandom at the door because this is like paining me to do this, but I'm gonna stack Cooper Rush with Ceedee Lamb. So I already said I'm going Ceedee Lamb, right? So I'm going ahead and going Cooper Rush at 5300 because he's playing against the 31st ranked pass defense over the last two years. They cannot stop receivers if they tried. And at 5,300, I remember I said it earlier in this year, Aaron Brown, if I can get a starting quarterback for less than 5,500, I'm, I'm plugging him in the lineup. It just gives us gives you way too many more options to go with. So I'm going, <laughs> as much as I hate the Cowboys, I'm going Cooper, Cooper at QB, and I'm going to stack him with Lamb. All right. You know, as much as like I've wanted to hate that <laughs> in recent weeks, like I said, I wasn't a, I did not have that much faith in Cooper Rush. You know, I still don't think he's like going to ever throw up like these huge numbers, but, you know, in a stack and, uh, you know, if he, especially the matchup, as you said, with Washington, I think Kendall Fuller is their best corner, which he's uh, actually a natural safety. <laughs> Um, that's probably the reason why Washington's uh, so bad in the secondary. So I really can't hate your logic there. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, as much as in my blood, I like arguing with you. I kind of, I kind of see the value, you know, heck I'm going Mitch Trubisky. So I, I don't have much room to talk. Right. So, um, stacking with lamb. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to argue against commission. Any, any, uh, thoughts on Cooper before I, I get to my next, uh, pick six. You know, I did not think I was going to sign on here and talk about Mitch Trubisky and Cooper rush in our, in week four daily lineups, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> no, price is good. Uh, I'm going to, I'm not going to do it personally, but you know, if, if there was a matchup on the board to do it, of one team that you had to play, it would be Washington. So I, I guess it's not absurd. I'm not doing it, but it might wait, wait, might work out for you. If you can grab 15 points, what I'll say here on, on this though, it's a better head to head play. I think that it is a tournament play. And because I, th- I just think there's not a ton of upside with Cooper, with Cooper rush and with the way some of these quarterbacks are popping off this year, like Lamar Jackson and you know, Jalen Hurts, et cetera, just going nuts. Josh Allen going nuts that I think you'd be smoked in a tournament. If you put him in there, even with not much exposure, to him from your opponents, but if it's a head to head and you're just looking for a high floor to win, then I, I can, I can see a path to it. Yeah. You really need like a top 10 performance on these to really make like good money. I mean, I think with the strategy, you know, it, you know, getting value at these guys, you can still place. I mean, I had it, I think I had it last week too. I think about, I had about a hundred and 140, no, 160 points. I want to say or 140 in um another lineup that i had most most of our picks in last week um but to your point top place guy had lamar right so um that's kind of the difference sometimes in uh in in you know how much you're gonna win you may win but how much is the question so um that's just where i say i think trubisky's running of of, uh, ability may i kind of like a little bit more than rush but i'm a little partial to my pick so um, I guess we'll leave it there. I'll go on to my next uh, pick. I guess my last pick six player, and I'm going 4,900. Um, I'm a fan of this guy and also a league winner last year and a guy I really hyped up and called out before he was this league winner. I'm going 4,900. He's in, he's my starting running back, uh, Rashad Penny. All right, Seattle playing Detroit. That game is the over-under has been bouncing around starting at 50 point over under like the sound of that makes me want to get guys in this game for that reason alone. Um, Once again, Hey, I I brought it up with Dalvin cook last week that Detroit cannot stop the run. Uh, You know, they gave up over um, over 200 yards, um, you know, to the Eagles, uh, the Vikings, you know, I, I think my hot take last week was Dalvin cook over 130 yards. He had 97 yards in the third before he got hurt. So, he was definitely in good pace um, to have another big game. Uh, so I really do like Rashad Penny. Um, I do like that he hasn't like really truly had a big game yet this this year. He keeps uh, you know knocking that price point down. So under five thousand, forty nine hundred for starting running back. He's got big playability against a Detroit defense who um, is not a good you know not good at stopping the run. So. Um, I like Rashad Penny, so he's he's gonna he's gonna be my second uh, pick six player. Yeah, I mean, if you're ever starting Penny, now's the week to do it with a, a a juicy matchup with the Lions. You just gotta kind of hope that the Lions, you know, with the the revamped offense, you gotta hope that they don't like kind of run away from from the the Seahawks, who don't really have a ton 
uh, on offense going for them. But you know, if if Seattle can find a way to keep it competitive, then I think that they can keep they can kind of hang around in the game, and you know that will keep Penny heavily involved. And if he can pop in the end zone, he's gonna he's gonna hit he's gonna pay off for you at that at that low price point. So. You know, if, if it was a, like a redraft league or a dynasty league, like if you're rostering Penny at all, like this is the week to start him. So I think that kind of trickles into the daily the daily scene as well, where you can kind of go cheap at, at running back at one of those spots if you want to, and and Penny's a fine play this week. Uh, I'll just jump right into my second one here, and then we'll let Captain Carmen close out the, the pick six segment. And I'm going to go and start with a trivia question here. And... The question here is, should we pull this up here? Do, 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 do. Okay, here it is. All right. So Mark Andrews leads the league in tight end targets this year with 31. Who is number two in targets among tight ends? Oh, I definitely know this one. Do you? I do. I think because um we may have the same guy, but I'm gonna I'm gonna Oh, do we? I'm gonna Steve Captain uh well. Uh, I think uh, I think I know because I, th- I think I'm using the same logic. I <laughs> I don't have him in, in this section, but um, I, I think I know exactly who it is. Is it Ertz? It is Zach Ertz. Right on the money, Aaron Brown doing his homework. Look at that. You know, he's second in the league in tight end targets of 25 through three weeks here. And he's also fourth in the league in tight end receptions as well. And he's available for only $4,700. He's playing at the Carolina Panthers this week. You know, the Cardinals have enough pass catchers around Zach Ertz to keep the defenses honest so they can't just key in on Ertz. You know, this is a guy, he was coming off a top five tight end finish last year, and he's kind of just kept it rolling into the into this season going forward. You know, if you uh, you know if you want to look at the red zone in particular here, that's where a lot of tight ends make their bones for fantasy purposes. He actually leads the NFL in red zone targets among tight ends. And so if, I think if you look at this, you just add it all up. He has Kyler's trust in all areas of the field, including in the red area. The targets are there. You know, they've been getting peppered with targets as far as tight ends go. And if you look at the other tight ends on this roster, you know, it's Max Williams who's kind of a journeyman and Trey McBride, the high profile rookie coming out here. If you look at their snap shares, both of them have played 15% or less of the snaps this season. So they're, though they're barely on the field at all. So no one's on the roster is taking any run away from Zacherts. And at $4,700, it just gives you a lot of more flexibility in your lineup where it's uh, one of those deals where if I can get cheap targets, like someone like Zacherts, I'll do it. And if not, I'm looking to pay up at tight end. So there was just other guys on the slate where I wanted to spend the money on this week. So I'm just going like, to, once again here, I'm going to chase the relatively cheap targets that come with Zach Ertz. And, and what should be a bounce back performance after a slow week last week for the Arizona offense. They uh, give me Zach Ertz there in my tight end spot. And I'm going to be happy with it. Captain, what do you think about uh, Ertz? I guess everyone knows already my opinion because I, I think I shared I have him in my lineup as well. So... Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm all in on Zach Ertz uh, this year. So you're not going to hear me complain about Zach Ertz at all, Kamish. And that's my bias because I have a lot of shares of him in my fantasy leagues. <laughs> so <laughs> I hope he does great every year. But, I mean, like you said, uh, tight ends make their bones uh, in the red zone. And he's, you know, getting a, a ton of targets there. So – why not? Uh, was it 4,700 you said? Yep, nice and cheap. All right, so we're going to go um, now for my pick. We're going like super duper cheap. And I'm going uh, none other than Njoku. 3,700 Cleveland Browns. Do you guys know how many targets he had last week? 500. 
He had, yeah, he had 10 targets. 10. Uh, it's pretty obvious that Brissett is not, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson. So I just, I just like, I like that matchup and he's going to get force fed a lot of targets just because of the quarterback play. And here's the other thing. Do you, do you happen to know, uh, what the um, opposing team's rank in, in DraftKings is against tight ends? Go on. 31st. They're the second worst defense statistically give up the second most amount of points to tight ends. So at 3,700, I said, you know what? I'll take Njoku, who just came off of a big game last week with 10 targets going against a, a defense that's really not good at stopping tight ends. And so I just said, you know what? I'm a hammer. And Joku, 3,700. I actually like that pick a lot. And we heard Stefanski say following their Thursday night win last week that Njoku's performances are kind of going to be dictated based on on the matchups and, and when they think that they need him out there. Obviously, he's a really quality run blocker, and the run is a big part of what they do. But, you know, with a great matchup on tap, you know, we, I think we can see him – hit the target, hit that target ceiling like he did a, a week ago. And maybe he's the guy you, you stay away from in tougher matchups, but with an easy matchup and a dirt cheap price point, I think you, uh, you know, for the most part, do whatever you want for 3,900 or 3,700, whatever it was. But I think that's a, that's a, that's a really good quality here for, for a dirt, dirt cheap tight end, tight end option if you're staying away from the big guns. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I like uh, tar- targets and tight ends I like. Sometimes, you know, don't gravitate so much to their touchdowns and, and uh, yards, uh, like you know, like we do with uh, wide receivers. But hey, at least it's giving you um, hints that uh, the quarterback's looking at him, right? And we also know he got, he, had, he had the big franchise tag in the offseason as well. Um, and you know, you, you combined all that with the matchup and um, and Stefan uh, Stefanski's uh, response to it. So I think it's all a good formula to to have Njoku in your lineup. Yeah, I just think. Like I said, it's 3,700. I'm actually going two tight ends this week. I'm going double tight end set in my uh, – Oh, me too. Me too, actually. I'm, go- I'm going Dallas Cadet. That's my other – That's my other one, too. Look at that. You ah! <laughs> oh, my God. We That's hilarious. Been, we haven't talked That's... this month, and we're still on the same page. Look at that. That's funny. That's, That's funny. Nice. I'm going double and I had Ertz, and I had Ertz in mind. So we. Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Hey, that's always good signs when we when we are agreeing on guys. That is true. That is true. So, uh, Captain, uh, I mean, uh, Mister Browntown, do you want to get us into the under the lights game? Which game we chose? Yeah. Yeah. So under the lights this week, Thursday, Sunday, or Monday, we ended up choosing the Thursday night game. All right, so um, you know, we had a couple of choices, but we are like, hey, you know what? I think Miami has earned its spot as uh, one of the only uh, undefeated teams in the league and also, you know, matchup against last year's Super Bowl contenders. Um, I think the Miami-Cincinnati uh, game is the one we ended up uh, choosing. And, you know, not to mention they do have a lot of fun stars to watch between those two teams. Um, so that's what we went with, all right? So we went... Miami at Cincinnati. Okay, the over-under is 47 points flat. And uh, Cincinnati at home is favored by four points. So with that being said, I'll kind of open it up. Um, you know, maybe just talk, hey, how what, what do we think of the game a little bit? And we'll just dive right into the captains after that. Yeah, I mean, I uh, 
Can I say I love the over? I don't even know what the over is, but I like it. 47. Well, give me the over. I'll take the over. Um, the only thing that scares me is that Cincinnati has still not figured out a way to pass protect. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure Joe Burrow is going to survive this year if he keeps getting hit six to eight times every week. And the Dolphins can actually get after the quarterback a little bit. So, I mean, from a game flow perspective, um, it scares me on that front. However, I mean, Cincinnati has the horses, you know, with their weapons to make this a an absolute slugfest of a game, similar to what we saw, you know, on that Monday night with Kansas City and the Rams. So, uh, in Miami is – Look, we're all uh, – all of us have eaten crow right now on the Tyreek Hill train. Um, but Miami's uh, coming uh, out – I don't know. Oh, yeah. Know you, you, yeah, you said receptions. You said receptions. So we'll, That's, that's I'll, true. I'll, I'll give you half credit. I'll give you half credit. All right. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, good Lord, the Dolphins, they surrounded Tua with weapons, and all of a sudden he's like – he's looking like the real deal. But – from a fantasy perspective, I still don't think he's a viable, you know, winning quarterback, but that's for another show. Uh, yeah, I think, I think this game has all the markings of like a fun captain's game. You could pick, you go a bunch of different ways. Like you like to say, you know, Brown town is you could go cheap on your captain. You can go, you know, super high on captain Kamish, What do you think? What do you think about the game flow on, on this game? I think, if this were a typical Sunday or maybe Monday night primetime game, I think we, I would be all about like as many pieces of this game that I can get my hands on. Like it would almost remind me kind of like a few years ago when we had the chiefs and Rams game on, I think it was a Monday night game. It was like 55 to 50. They were playing a freaking basketball game out there where like there's points getting put up on the board left and right. I think if it, under normal circumstances, it would be there. Like the big, the one monkey wrench here in this thing is that it's on a freaking Thursday night. And as we know, like the weird things can happen on Thursdays with just not a ton of uh, prep time to to get ready for it. But we the reason that we picked it is, is what you already mentioned is that there's so many guys that you could you you can tinker it with in your lineup, and you can have so many different combinations. Like when I was trying to fill up my lineup for this, I was I spent like probably 20 minutes trying to just look at all the different options I had. Like you know, if I take if I take this guy out, put that one in, I have to go cheap this with this this route, blah blah blah. Like there's a lot of moving parts to it, which I really like. And I'll get it started with the, with my captain's pick here as I, you know, I'm Mr. Uh, you know, Mr. Primetime as I, I coined myself earlier here. So I'll see if I can keep the hot streak going on the captain front. And I know we got Jamar Chase. We got Tyreek Hill. We could pick from, you know, T Higgins gets his, obviously the quarterbacks are both balling right now, but I'm going to go away from all those guys. And I'm going to go with Joe Mixon, uh, 1350 to get him in your captain spot. So a little bit expensive there. But like I said last week, you know, if there's a guy that you're confident in who's going to be it, one of, if not the top scorer in the game, just get him in your lineup pretty much no matter what the cost is here. And Mixon's not the most expensive player either in this spot. So it kind of was as best of both worlds for me on that front. Like we talked about, like Cincinnati is getting Burrow killed behind that offensive line. You know, he's been sacked 15 times this season, which is tied with Carson Wentz for the most in the league. So Thursday night games being a little bit unpredictable with, with not as in-depth from game plan standpoint. I think the Bengals know they need to get the run game going to keep that pressure off of bit of, uh, of Joe Burrow if he's going to stay upright all uh, at all this season. And Miami's the spot to do it. This team can be run on. They're in the bottom of the half of the league in yards allowed on the ground. 
And so that can be a spot where Mixon benefits from it. And sometimes with these offensive linemen, like they get sick of getting hit all the time and these pass blocking and they can just get downhill and, and run people over. So I think it's a good spot for that. What could probably be a high scoring game. Captain Carmen mentioned he liked the over. I do too. And, you know, with uh, Miami having the, the weapons to keep pace with them on the other side, I think that the Bengals could find themselves in the red zone a ton where they're just, maybe they throw the ball down the field, but then they're handing the ball off to Mixon inside the 10 yard line. And he's punching in, you know, two or three touchdowns this week. So I have, uh, I've done well with my captains with Mike Williams in week two. And of course, last week, Debo Samuel. And I'm going to, I think I'm going to stay hot here with this one for Mixon 1350 in my captain spot. All right, captain, I'm going to, I'm going to try to request to go last here. What are your thoughts on Mixon? I'll let you go. I, I got a reason why I want to go last. <laughs> All right. Um, I thought about Mixon um, because like, like Kamish said, Miami's run defense isn't the best. Um, their strength is, you know, kind of their secondary. But um, I, I was, I was, you know, I kind of went on the cheap end. And the reason why I did that is because I wanted as many pieces as I could get in this game, right? So I went with uh, who I thought was the most viable, cheap option, uh, meaning like. Who is it in the starting lineup that's the cheapest? That's who I'm going with. So I went with Gusecki, tight end, Miami at 7,500. The reason why I did that is because I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. So I think he'll get his. And it allowed me to get Tua. It allowed me to get Burrow. It allowed me to get Chase. And it allowed me to get Tyreek Hill. So <laughs> that's why I did it. I, I got as many of the studs as I possibly could in this matchup by putting Gusecki in my captain lineup. All right. And what, what's his price as captain? You're going to have to remind me. We'll see if 7,500. Okay, cool. So my, my, my uh, strategy with going last works out because um, first of all, your Gusecki pick, I, I think, you know, as you mentioned before, like there's a lot of routes and we commissioned it too. Like I played with it a long time too. And I, I started thinking, well, what, how do I think I'm going to, I'm going to place in this, in this match matchup, right. And, you know, competing against thousands of people. Right. So I too went the cheap route at captain and I actually was a little bit cheaper than Gusecki. Um, I did look at Gusecki. It's he's not getting his uh, actually his snaps as high as snap percentages as high as last year. And I think Hill and Waddle are kind of stealing the show a little bit. I think we did say leading up to the season that he, I think he's going to be the dangerous red uh, red zone guy, so it could work out if he scores a touchdown. Uh, but I did not go Gusecki. Actually, I mentioned that mine was cheaper. And brace yourselves, guys. Um, I'm going Raheem Mostert, okay, for 6,600 as my captain. And uh, a couple reasons. He's actually splitting, splitting time with um, Chase Edmonds. Um, pretty much close to carries, right? He had eight, eight carries. I think Edmonds had 11 last week. Edmonds stole the show with the two touchdowns, right? But like we always say, touchdowns are not always, you know, predictable. And depending on the game, uh, game flow, especially with McDaniel as a coach too. Um, so I do like the time split. Um, I, I recognize it's a little bit of a roll of the dice in that respect, right? But what I'm banking on is still, hey, 10-plus carries. I want him to get a touchdown. Um, but, hey, I think you mentioned it. Uh, get this. I get, you know, I, I do get Mostert as my captain, but I got Chase, Higgins, Hill, and Mixon all in my lineup. 
um, with, I think, a viable guy who will get rushing attempts, who we do know can break out for um, huge, huge plays. Um, you know, it's one I want to call it. He is, he is a risk, right, because he, he is playing time with, with Edmonds, but I do like, um, you know, it, it, if he can score and – if that score is a big play, you're 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 set, right? Because you can get all your star players in the lineup. I think it may be one of those type of games. So um, that's the direction I went. I went with uh, Raheem Moster as my captain. Wow, you you put you put. Hold on a second. I'm not even going to talk about the captain. You put you put Higgins, Chase, and Mixon in your lineup, and Hill, and Tyree Kill. So and Tyree Kill, I get that. I just mean more so. You went all three of the top Bengals skill players. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, I just I feel like that that's a tough – like, I feel like for that to fully pay off, like, since he, either one of those guys has to go absolutely nuclear to the point where it doesn't matter if someone else doesn't have them, or, like, they have to score, like, 40 points, which I guess is possible if they take like, the over in the game. So I, I hear where you're coming from on going the cheap route with Mostert. You know, I don't I don't, I don't, don't love the Gusecki or the Mostert callouts, honestly. Like, Gusecki has six targets this year on, like, through, through three weeks. So, like, yeah, sure, if he catches a touchdown and gets 50 yards, maybe you like it at a cheap point getting the, you know, the extra points there for the captain slot. You know, Mostert, man, like, definitely a cheap route. I, I get where you're coming from, putting the other other pieces in your lineup. But, yeah, I mean, for me, I'm just comfortable attacking the the mixing route, and uh, we'll see how it works out. Yeah, I mean, I wanted – like I said, I wanted both quarterbacks. I wanted both stud-wide receivers. Uh, the only way to do that was to go cheap on on my captain. So that's that's the route I went. Yeah, though I mean, I guess the only stud I don't have out of position players is Waddle, but he's he's dealing with uh, an ankle a little bit. I, I think he's gonna play, but um, the only guy I don't have my, in my in my lineup that's one of the the main stars is Waddle. So I got everyone else pretty much. Who's ready for a three touchdown game for Tyler Boyd? <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah, the, it. One, the <laughs> one guy we didn't call. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be in my lineup. That'll happen. That'll happen. <laughs> All right, so I guess we're getting ready to wrap here. Uh, get on to the hot takes. Uh, Commission, you want to kick it off? What's your hot take this week? I, I'd love to, to to get it kicked off here. And my uh, my hot take hit last week, like I said, picking the Colts over the Chiefs. And uh, for Aaron's sake, we won't rehash that any more than we already have. But uh, <laughs> this week I'm going with another game with, with a big point spread working uh, – against it and i'm gonna be a homer as well and i'm gonna take the patriots on the money line you know plus 375 at green bay this week to win the game outright yeah i'm going there you know all the talk that's me has been negative you know the, the season's over like max out what are they gonna do you know how they're gonna handle this but you know i i'm uh lukewarm on mac jones in the long term but in the short term he's actually kind of turned into a bit of a turnover machine and it's really undermining some good defense that they played, you know, on balance throughout the season. You know, they, they kept the first two opponents in check before Lamar went nuts on them last week. But, you know, you know, Green Bay, you know, they seem like a lock this week, but they have flaws of their own as a team. You know, obviously they're headlined by Aaron Rodgers, who's a future Hall of Famer for sure. Um, you know, they have a top 10 rushing attack, but, you know, they're below average when they're moving it through the air. They really haven't gotten their pass game clicking here. They're still kind of reeling in that department from the loss of Devontae Adams. It's kind of working guys like Christian Watson, Alan Lazard, and, uh, you know, Robert Tunyon coming back. And, uh, you know, they're going to be without uh, Sammy Watkins as well in this game. 
you know, the Patriots defense, you know, they, they struggle against Baltimore because, you know, they can run the ball, they can throw it, and the QB's mobile. Like, that team is in, incredibly difficult to defend, but the Packers don't put the same pressure on you. You know, Bill Bill Belichick, you know, I still trust him to come up with a good defensive game plan against a team that's one-dimensional. And I think that this is going to be a low-scoring game. And, you know, the, I think that he can kind of stuff that run game a little bit to make this kind of a field position type battle. And, you know, if you can't really fully get down with me, you know, picking the Pats outright, looking at a nine or 10 point spread, depending on where you look, then then just take them with the spread. Like, because I think that this is going to be a low scoring game where the Pats hang around in the fourth quarter. And, you know, maybe the Packers get them by a field goal or maybe a touchdown. But, you know, with 10 points working in your favor, like a lot can go wrong and you can still kind of at least keep a backdoor cover in play if that's the route you want to go. And I'm taking the under, you know, it's 40 or 441, depending on where you look. But I just think this is going to be one of the teams does not hit the 20s. It's going to be like a, a 21 to 17 type of game. I can see just because this is not a vintage Packers team that you're, that we're used to seeing. And the Patriots are still dangerous with their coaching staff, or at least on the head, their head coaching staff. And, you know, Brian Hoyer has been around for a while, even though he doesn't get me excited as a Patriots fan. I think they're going to hang around in this game. And my bold prediction of the week is that they're going to win it. All right. How dare you neglect the the wide res- the number one wide receiver in Green Bay? You Romeo didn't even say his yeah. You didn't even say his name. <laughs> yeah, I was racking my brain to find. I knew I was forgetting someone, and I knew right yeah, away who it was. When the I guy, started. the guy who's actually the number one wideout over there. <laughs> I want. I don't know. Who owns that's him. why I'm confident. If that's the number one wideout, you know, I I. Uh, I think Bill. I don't be- know who owns him. I don't know who owns him in Dynasty, but that fella must be pretty smart. <laughs> you know, it's funny though. Uh, just to that point, I got a couple comments. Is one, uh, I think uh, number one corner in, in New England this year. Uh, who was it? Jackson. Wait, what's his? Uh, what's his last name? Jones. Jones. He's PFF's number one rated uh, a corner right now. <laughs> I saw, uh, just for this season, which it's it's interesting. Um, but hey, kind of going back just to your take is uh, I got a question for you, Commissioner. Are you a popcorn fan? I like popcorn. You like popcorn? Do you like uh, making your own popcorn in the microwave? Why not? All right. So, have you ever made the mistake of trying to open the popcorn almost immediately after you popped it in the microwave? I can't, and I, you, I can't say that. You burn your hands. No. <laughs> oh, come on! Everybody's done that. I was gonna say that's how hot you're coming in right now at a, at a hot take. Okay, <laughs> that's your hot take level to be uh, just being on the Green Bay side on the defense. But um, hey, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you'll just be enjoying popcorn watching the game instead without burnt uh, fingertips. But hey, my uh, my hot take this week. I'm gonna go back and I called my shot last year with Rashad Penny before he blew up. I'm gonna say top. Uh, I'm gonna say Rashad Penny is a top three running back this week playing against Detroit. Short and sweet. Yeah, it was short and sweet. Yeah, I, you got that out there like in half the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn, maybe less. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's not. I mean. It's bold, but it's it's not like crazy bold given the matchup and the fact that the Seahawks don't really have a ton of interest in doing anything other than run the ball. So it's a little hot. It's lukewarm, uh, maybe a little hotter than that. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how it pans out. All right, Captain, so, what do you got? Yeah, yeah. Jeez. I mean, that was so quick, Mr. Brown. Um, <laughs> all right. I I got – I was I was debating on my hot takes, and then it all came to me right now while you were talking, Aaron. Who who are your beloved Chiefs playing this week? 
What's that? Uh, they played the Buccaneers, Tampa. Okay. All right. So I'm going right now and saying that Pat Mahomes loses two straight. The Chiefs are losing this week again. Jeez. Is, is Pat Mahomes that good that just losing two games in a row is uh, that, that bold of a hot take? The real, the real question is how, how often in Tom Brady's career has he lost two in a row? Ooh, that's that's true. We'll see which which QB <laughs> drops two in a so, row. I like so it. I'm gonna, I like it. I'm going, right. I'm going with Tampa to win this week and uh, have the Chiefs fans jumping off of bridges because they're not gonna know what to do with themselves. They're not they're so used to winning. But uh, I, I I'm going with I'm going with Tampa. Uh, to win this game, and I actually I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and say that Tampa beats them by more than six. It's not even going to be that close. Not even going to be that close. Man, oh man! All right, all right. We'll see. We'll see. I, I definitely I was, see what their injuries is going. Definitely the scorcher in the room because the Chiefs are. I mean, they're only two and a half point favorites on the road. I mean, the game's in Tampa. They're getting their weapons back. Evans will be back. Julio's going to play. Godwin may play. I mean. I actually think that's a safe bet. Like, I'm looking at the Chiefs as, as favorites in that game, and I'm like, wait, I can get the Bucks with two and a half points on my side? Like, I mean, give me that. Like, I, I like that call. Yeah, you got to – you're going up against a, a minus 450, Kamish. Yeah. <laughs> Green Bay's favored for minus 450. Yeah. The, the Nine and a half points. Not your 375 on the money line. Like, there is there is value in it if they, if they can pull it off. Like, I mean, the – the, the Chiefs Bucks games though, like I'm like I'm borderline thinking that's not even really a super duper hot take. It's only a, a small spread there, but I like I'm on your side of it for sure. All right, so I'll go super duper hot take. You ready? Yep. Let's hear it. Two scores. Saquon Barkley, hundred and fifty plus yards this week. Okay, now there we go, baby. Oh, oh, let's keep this hot take going. I'm gonna say Rashad Penny has more yards than. Saquon this week. Yes, now a one up. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. I don't know what you've been sipping on, but that ain't happening. <laughs> All right, I like it. I like it. Things. I'm taking the Pats outright to win, and Aaron and Carmen are going head to head with uh with rushing yards. Carmen's got 150 for Saquon, and Aaron Downtown Brown thinks that Penny's going over that. Love it. Yeah, if Penny that's if Penny stays, you know, healthy the whole game, it's probably won't happen. <laughs> I like I it. Mean, I, I, like oh, it. I mean the Saquon's got the tougher matchup, right? The Bears defense. But dude, Saquon has looked so vintage Saquon. I'm all, I think it, he's do one of these weeks he's gonna blow up, and I think this might be the week. And you're saying scrimmage yards, right? Not just rushing yards? Oh no no, he's going for a buck fifty rushing. A buck fifty on eight. the ground. Okay, love it. That's 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 like the hot take. Now we're talking on the good. ground, Pat. He's going one fifty or more on the ground. You know, have feed him. Uh, it it is interesting because Chicago's run defense sucks. Right, their pass defense is good. They can get after the QB and cause some picks, but their run defense, you you may be onto something. But I'm saying whatever Barkley gets, Penny will one up him. <laughs> All right. Well, I like it. Uh Kamish, I think you're on LSD for taking the Patriots. <laughs> We're partying over here. Let's go. Yeah. Bring in the bus. Hey, we're gonna is... have to get get the bus. Bring the that's all, that's what beep, happens when you got beep. when dude, when you're on the when you're on the when you're on the diaper train, you lack of sleep. 
You got a newborn at home. You start you start thinking that the Patriots are gonna beat Green Bay at Lambeau with their backup quarterback. Yeah, I mean, right. hey, last week I was I was rocking the baby to sleep at three thirty in the morning, and I'm thinking, you know what? Casey's going down to Indy this week, baby. Part two is coming this Ooh. week. Ooh. You might you might got something cooking, man, but we'll, we'll definitely see. Keep, keep <laughs> pouring salt in the brown town wounds. I like it. Ooh. All right, well, like I always like to say, peace.